Hello, and welcome to the 50th episode of Till Death Do Us Part. I am Daniel. And I am Melissa. Fifty. Oh my gosh. Fifty is awesome. That is crazy. That was our goal, remember? We were like, let's just do 50 and see where we are after 50. Here we are, and goodbye, we're done. <laughs> this is this it. This is our farewell this show. This is our final episode. Mm. We'll never see you again. No. You'll never hear from us again. This no. is it. No. No, we're having fun, so we're going to keep going. Here's to 50 more. We need a drink. In I know. Hands. I was just going to say, why don't we have a drink? At least a fake drink. People that Cheers. drink on on uh, podcasts, I don't think they're actually drinking. Yes, they are. I couldn't. I'd start slurring my words and stuff. What? I because they're more professional than we are. Professional drinkers. That's a good profession. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? I'm a professional drinker. All right. Well, let's shout out one of our 11 listeners. You 11 out there. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. Here it comes. Yep. This is titled Great Find, and it's from the Comp Doctor. Ooh, I like getting found. What is a comp doctor? Computer doctor. Um, uh, yeah, of I course. I assume. Okay, probably. I this one says, I stumbled upon this podcast on YouTube. <gasps> YouTube. I, I apologize for all of you out there. I have neglected in posting... <laughs> All of our episodes to YouTube. And I'll be honest, it takes a ton of time converting it. Yeah, it does. And mm-hmm. most people don't listen on YouTube. So I am going Yet. to put everything out on YouTube. I apologize. It's just me being super lazy. Well, this person found the, what, 18 that are on YouTube right now? I guess so. Is it 18? I, I don't even remember what I put on there. Well, I'm glad somebody's watched yeah, on YouTube. That's you. awesome. Okay, so they stumbled upon this podcast on YouTube, and I'm hooked. The husband and wife combination is great. Their dry sense of humor and their thoroughly researched crimes are right up my alley. If you like well-researched podcasts with great hosts and minimal profanity, give this a try. We try to keep the just outbursts <laughs> of just screaming cussing to a minimum and we try to limit our profanity because we do have older children that we are trying to lead by example and to not cuss as much because when they hear us start saying bad words then they start saying bad words and then you know phone calls from other parents and it's just really embarrassing and i don't like to deal with other parents so we need to keep it to a limit yep Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all. I'll be honest, though. There are so many points during these episodes Mm -hmm. where I just want to lash out. Yeah. Just full on Tourette's. Yeah. Just go for it. Just say, you poop head. Oh, definitely. (laughs) The worst poop. (laughs) For sure. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Thank you for the reviews. We so appreciate it, you guys. Really And you Generation Xers, we're so proud of you for reviewing because Generation Xers don't review things. No. Except Amazon when we're bitching. (gasps) I just cussed. (gasps) Don't do it. Yeah, but when we're complaining, it was used in the context of um, something. Yeah. So it's okay. Daniel, you got some factoids for me? Okay, so 
here's a little disclaimer since we talked about no cussing. This is about adult aerobic <laughs> positions. <laughs> I just hit my mic. Wow, calm down. I haven't even said anything yet. Oh, so, wow. If Positions. this makes you uncomfortable with all of your children huddled around your device, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, just continue. That's fine if it, that's okay with you. Yeah. So this was uh, due to this lovely lady sitting next to me, requests and others, because I don't know, you guys are weird and you want to hear about this stuff. People love when you talk about adult aerobics. So I did mention that to Daniel. So you're welcome. Aerobics are important. And to be honest, the more aerobics you can do, I think it's healthy, especially for marriage. And since this is a... um, Aerobics at the gym or aerobics in the bedroom? Yes. (laughs) However you can exercise, wink, wink. Nod, nod. It's good for you. Your doctor will agree. Okay. So with that, guess who doesn't like to respond to any sort of surveys? Generation Xers. Yes. (laughs) So... I got positions by age, favorite positions by age. Okay. Literally, all I can find is 20s to 30s because after 30, you don't care anymore. And you're like, I'm not, no, I don't care. I'm not going to tell you what I do and what no, I No, like. but it's also that generation. They very much think that anything that they say is is needed. I'll tell you why there's not that many. Okay. Because adult aerobics drops off significantly past 30. Really? Yes. Oh, that's... That's the stereotype anyway. That's what I'm going with. And people are so busy, they don't care, and they're not going to respond to a survey. True. 20s to 30s. This is quick. This is from Women's Health Magazine. Thank you. They did uh, 2,300 men. I'm surprised They did 2,300 men? (sighs) (laughs) They polled 2,300 men and 2,800 women. So women are more open to talking about their sexuality. True. Um, I'll try and go quickly. Okay. Number one. (laughs) You're going to make it a quickie? (laughs) This is going to be a quickie. Number one, doggy style. (laughs) Overall. Number one. Why is it called doggy style? I'm sorry. That just makes it seem. You just picture it. In case you've seen it, you can't unsee it. No, but. I think that's why they call it. Because that's the only way dogs can do it. (laughs) Is that. Is over the back. I know, but it's just, why don't we call it elephant style? (laughs) Giraffe style. Because no one wants to, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Isn't that because that's a totally different show, a different situation. Okay, continue. Sorry. Number two, missionary. Because all those missionaries that came to California and established missions, they also established the approved (laughs) style, which is missionary. But they were all Catholic. I know. Well, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I don't know. They weren't allowed to to bang. Catholic are Catholic <laughs> are the most active in church. Because True. you get up, you get down on your knees. Oh, so they have more stuff. exercise. They do. Okay. They're more limber for the um, bedroom. Number three, cowgirl. <laughs> I know that is. See? Yeah. It's cowgirl. <laughs> That's in your 20s. Uh, That's when you don't have carpal tunnel. Right. This is 20s to 30s. Millennial men prefer doggy style over missionary. So millennial men. Really? So they don't have to look at them? There's no eye contact. You want to hear my theory? They're afraid of getting mono. You want to hear my theory? Yes, please. Here's why I think doggy style is number one for 20s to 30s, because I think there's more 
just random sex from 20 to 30, Mm -hmm. not married relationships. Not like intimate, not like loving. Yeah. So more like one night stands. Okay. So it's not as personal. All right. Was the date of the study before or after COVID? I don't know. I didn't look. (laughs) Because I'm thinking, you know, they wanted to get it on. Most of these studies were done. It takes a while. So usually when they do it. Yeah. Usually Mm -hmm. by the time they get it all put together. Right. So I'm going to guess recently, but not yesterday. Not COVID. They didn't do this poll yesterday. Okay. I get it. That's it. That's 20s to 30s. Everything else is just recommendations. Oh, okay. Take notes. So men have no idea what's going on because we just don't because we're men. So we're going to go by women's voted best positions, right? Top 20, 20 being worst, first being favorite and most realistic. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So I'm going to start with the worst. We'll work all the way down to the best. And this is from women who are casting aside all of the um, stuff that guys think they want, but they don't actually want. Okay. Right. All right. Makes sense? All yes. Right. And this is, as I said before, a hat tip to Thrillist, in case you want to check this out. Okay. I'm nervous. I'm super nervous. Okay, go. Number 20, 69. <laughs> worst overall by women said... No, it's ridiculous. They're so uncomfortable. I don't have to tell you guys what it is. You already know what it is. Anyway. Yes, agree. Guys think it's great. <laughs> Women do not like it because it's too much. They can't concentrate. There's too much going on and there's just, just smells. And just stuff. all in your face. A <laughs> lot, lot of face. A lot of face time. Oh, my God. I'm embarrassed. See? I'm embarrassed. I'm sweating. Oh, all of a sudden. It's cold in all here. All of a sudden, my native deodorant is not working. You're. Probably because it's called native. Ad. <laughs> okay. I okay, go. I don't know what native is, but it's if you okay. buy something that says native, I'm guessing it doesn't work very well. It actually it actually does. Uh-huh. It, you know what? Right. Sponsor us native, and I'll talk more about it. It's cold in here, and you're sweating. All right, yeah. number 19, standing up. <laughs> so I'll help. In case you guys don't know what standing up means, you're facing each other, and this involves basically lifting her up. And holding on to furniture, chairs, walls. So it's, you have to be strong. I have to be strong. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make this really what simple. You, Ready? What if your wife Ready? weighs more than you? Don't don't take my thunder. Okay. I have to be a crazy superhero strong guy, and you have to weigh 100 pounds. And I have. Yeah. I can concentrate well enough to hold you. It's it's mm-hmm. insane. Okay, go. Number 18. Ready? Yes. The wheelbarrow. These all just. Okay. Sounds so. All right, I'm just going to go aerobic. quick then because you're it's making you uncomfortable. Yes, the wheelbarrow. Okay, you know what it is. You're basically half standing. I'm holding your legs up in the air. Don't say you. People are going to picture us. Don't say you. And ultimately, <laughs> if she appears to be enjoying this, she's faking it. Uh, yeah, that's the punchline. <laughs> yes. to the wheelbarrow. Okay, number seventeen, butter churner. What the heck? Also is that? known as. Oil driller. Still. Just look nothing. it up. Okay. Just Google it. All right. There's. Is it dr- in the Kama Sutra book? Drill. I'm sure it is. Okay. And Oil uh, driller. That must be Bakersfield's it, favorite it involves, position. <laughs> it involves drilling. If you watched, especially in Bakersfield. Anyway. <gasps> oh. And it's a lot okay. of just going up. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Oh, number 16. The cradle. Dude, that makes me uncomfortable because it's like children involved, but that's not Yeah. Why. 
You're facing each other. She's sitting in his lap. It's uh, really good for making out, and that's about it. Okay. Because of the position, there's not a whole lot happening, so okay. to speak. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's called the cradle. Okay. All right. Here's one. The waterfall. What? Okay. I, this was hard. Someone looked this up and try and determine what the hell this is called. Doing what, what's happening. But ultimately, he's hanging like off the bed, but backwards. So ultimately, all the blood is rushing to the other head. Which supposedly could be interesting. I don't know. But that's it. It's called a waterfall. Good luck. I don't know. YouTube that. The lap dance. This is like the cradle. Only he's sitting in an armless chair. Oh. She's over him, but with her feet on the floor. Oh. Okay. So there you go. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Very helpful. Okay. Keep going. I'm I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. Oh gosh. All right. Well, we talked about the cowgirl. It's yeehaw. just backwards. All right. Yeehaw. yeehaw. Number twelve. Pole position. This is an advanced reverse cowgirl. I think this is all the Kama Sutra stuff. This takes some practice, some some work. All right. We'll dig that book out of the bottom of the bookshelf. There you go. Keep going. Number eleven. The flat iron. It's like doggy style, but she lies face down. So you're just yeah. On the bed, but all oh, face down. that's one of those when you don't brush your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. There's just all right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. You yeah. don't even have to wake up. No, you just especially if you are a face sleeper, right? But it's consensual, right? Yes. Yeah. Hopefully you're awake. Yeah. No when one's you're face down there. Yes. Okay. Number ten, the tabletop, which could be interesting. Flat on her back, legs up at ninety degrees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that's yeah. Number nine, mm-hmm. scissors. Oh, God. Oh, God. What? All right. Yeah. Scissors. Yeah, I yeah. already know what scissors are. The, yeah. And then number eight, the L. It is a sideways doggy style. Oh, okay. Just picture the body shaped like an L. It's pretty obvious. And he <laughs> kind of mimics it. It's the same thing, only it's on your side. So you don't have to, you don't have to get out of bed. <laughs> the bridge to nowhere. It's like missionary but he holds up her lower back with his hands. Oh. The spoon. That's the spoon. Very, it's obvious. Yes. Spooning. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, and then number five. I'm sorry. That was six. Number five. Doggy style. All right. So there it is. You already know. Yeah. Number four. It's wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Number four is interesting. This one's really hard to imagine based off of the title. It's called Ankles Above Her Head. <laughs> You're not going to believe what it involves. Ankles above your head. Ankles above your head. Enough said. There you go. That's like after you've taken I'm a good yoga her class. Ankles above her head, not my ankles above her head. Yeah, because how would that work? I don't know. Yeah, you anyway. need to be into yoga and Pilates. Pull that one off. Then there is number three, the G Wiz. Um, it's like ankles above her head, except if you can't bend in half, she <laughs> puts her ankles on his shoulders. So it's not quite oh, as... Oh, ankles above his head. Yeah. Yeah. There okay. you go. All right. There you go. All right. See, you're getting it. You're getting it. You're going to be good at this in yeah. no time. Number two, girl on top. Up. Oh, right. It involves the girl on top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Number one, which one haven't we mentioned? Missionary. It's missionary. Oh, number one, sweet. ladies. That's that very is sweet. Mm-hmm. So now that you're done sweating... I stopped sweating about number five. See? Some of those were uh, 
you know, dating, <laughs> engaged. Yeah, the like the first fifteen married, the top fifteen, then, which are the top worst. Yeah, meaning, and then almost twenty years of marriage. Yeah, yes, so it so all right. ultimately goes back to those missionaries. Thank you, missionaries. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, and when I said the missionary thing about them being Catholics, I meant it was priests and nuns who started these missions. So where does the missionary see? I should have right, that up because they have to be celibate. So how would they, why would it be named after people who are celibate, right? I, I don't know. Okay, that was just my okay, thought. But at some point, there has to be some procreation, right? Because not everybody is a priest or a nun. You are also, you know, part of the congregation. Yeah. And people that are part of the congregation, hopefully we're- Procreating. Knocking to boots. Right. At, mm -hmm. least, at least once in a while. Yeah. You know, once a week. There you go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, that was highly uncomfortable. You're welcome. Very informative. That's what I'm here for. And I hope that we made those 11 listeners who asked for more adult aerobics factoids. I hope we made them happy. And squirm. Definitely. All right. All right. Well, thanks, babe. Oh, you're welcome. Daniel MacArthur. Yes, Melissa. Are you ready for my case? Yes. This is the marriage of Tom and Juanita Richardson. Cool. On June 22nd, 2006, after 11 a.m., a man by the name of Tom Richardson ran into the visitor center at Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore located in Alger County, Michigan. And it's called Alger County because I looked it up. Ah, okay. Okay. It's not Alger. It's Alger. Sure. I looked it up on YouTube. So All right. there you go. Everything on YouTube is yes. accurate. And Alger County, Michigan uh, is located in the Upper Peninsula. Okay. The man yelled to a park service officer that his wife was missing. He told the officer that he had left his wife of 23 years standing at a lookout on a cliff on the Miner's Castle Trail. Located only a quarter of a mile from the visitor center and 140 feet above Lake Superior. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's the Superior Lake. Yes, it's very superior. Okay. When Tom had returned to the location where he'd left her, she was gone, but her backpack and camera remained on the ground. The distraught husband didn't know if she'd walked away from the spot and was mauled by a bear. Could she have been abducted? gotten lost in the thick wooded area, or worst of all, had she fallen off the cliff? I'm going to go with fallen off the cliff. Immediately, rescuers were dispatched to the area and a search boat was launched. Within 45 minutes, the search boat was skimming along the surface of the choppy waters of Lake Superior. Did you know that Lake Superior is the largest and northernmost lake of the Great Lakes? Probably Did you know not. That? No, I didn't. I know it's up there. It is shared by Ontario, Canada, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, called UP to the locals. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. You ready for a fun fact already? Already, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Lake Superior is the world's largest freshwater lake by surface area and the third largest by volume. It holds 10% of the world's surface freshwater. Thank you, Wikipedia. Wow. That is a lot. It's a huge body of water. 
I didn't realize how big it was. Can they run a pipeline from that to us? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Our lawn would look so good. It would look amazing. California needs it. As the rescuers came within sight of the shoreline under where Tom had told the park service officer he'd last seen his wife, they saw something white crumpled on the beach. Oh, no. As they moved in closer, it was apparent that the something white was a jacket that was worn by a body. The body being that of Tom's wife, 43-year-old Juanita Richardson, and she was most definitely deceased. So this is below the point where he said he left her. Exactly. Okay. Tom was notified of his wife's death. Juanita's lifeless body was removed from the Lake Superior shoreline and brought into the local hospital. Tom identified his wife's body and was taken into a quiet room for further questioning. Juanita was the first fatality caused from a fall off the cliffs in the history of the cliffs. And pictured rocks get about 400,000 visitors each year. That's pretty good. She was the very first person to die falling off these cliffs. Wow. They're beautiful, by the way. Mm-hmm. Huh. Investigators needed to know exactly what happened. Tom told them that he and Juanita had driven the four hours to Painted Rocks from their home in Wexford County, Michigan, four days before as sort of a second honeymoon. They had honeymooned in this exact area 23 years before. Both were amateur photographers and loved to hike. That morning, they had gotten up early and drove to the Miner's Castle Trail, which is a relatively easy hiking trail. It takes, on average, 15 minutes to complete. They parked their car and headed down the trail. It was a cold and misty morning. Taking pictures along the way, the couple arrived at the Outlook, which Tom referred to as, quote-unquote, their honeymoon spot. What does that mean? It means that that's where they had gone on their honeymoon. Ah, to that one spot. To that spot. Okay. I guess. All right. And they arrived there about 10.30 a.m. to that spot. Gotcha. After taking in the view for a couple of minutes, Tom got what we referred to in the MacArthur household as the diarrheas. (laughs) (laughs) So that's okay. That's the worst when you're hiking. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. You would separate all of your worldly (laughs) possessions for an outhouse within range. And then when you do have to go, you're like sitting there going, can you see me? Can you see me? Are you sure you can't see me? (laughs) I don't know. If it's that bad, I don't think you care. No. Give me your shirt. I need your shirt. Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's why I don't hike. That's exactly why I don't hike. Yeah. Not not good. Tom had to haul butt back up the trail to the visitor center facilities with his butt cheeks clenched. (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine. (laughs) Tom went alone, leaving Juanita to take in the sights by herself. After probably literally peeing out of his butt, Tom went back to their car to change his shoes and retrieve his sunglasses. He then headed back down the trail and noticed right away that Juanita was gone. Tom shouted for her, but there was no answer. Fearing the worst, he got on his hands and knees and crawled out to the edge of the cliff and peered down. Tom saw something white at the bottom of the cliff along the shoreline and knew it was Juanita. He then ran back up the trail and back into the visitor center for help. 
But that is not the original story that he told that park officer. Oh. You remember? He just ran in there and said his wife was missing. Right. He did not go into the details of seeing the body at the bottom of the shore right. or at the bottom of the cliff. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. That's curious. Yes. But this isn't Tom's last account of what happened to Juanita. Later that evening, around 10.30 p.m., Tom was asked again what happened on the cliff, and he told a completely different story. What? Yeah. This is Tom's actual statement that I'm going to read right now. Okay. I came back from the bathroom, and this time I saw her standing there. We made eye contact, and she turned and screamed, Oh, my God! And then jumped. Now Tom is saying that Juanita committed suicide. Wait. Yeah. And then asked why he waited to tell this version, he answered that he was trying to protect her. From doing what she... If she's already dead, what's he protecting her from? From people knowing that she committed suicide? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so story number one, he didn't know where she was. Story number two, he crawled out and saw her lying at the bottom of the cliff. Story number three, she jumped to her own death. After screaming, oh, my After God. After screaming, oh, my That's God. a weird thing to scream. Right. I, wouldn't you scream like, I hate you. I'm, it's over. And then jump. I would come up with a better statement. All right. But but that wasn't his last statement. What? Tom told one more different account of the incident. Okay. He's starting to be hard to believe. The, nec- <laughs> the next morning, he told investigators that he walked back up to the location of where he had left Juanita after using the bathroom. Juanita was just standing there. And she had turned and acted as though she was trying to show him something. And she just sort of fell over. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So now Juanita's death is back to being a tragic accident. Yeah. And then when questioned about his four different accounts, basically. Right. He answered, that's how I can remember it. It's my truth. Yeah, it's my truth. I hate when people say that. Was Tom's mind and memory playing tricks on him? Oh, yes, that's it. Did the emotional toll of seeing his wife dead at the bottom of a cliff have some effect on his recollection of the morning's events? Question mark? I don't think so. (laughs) Or had Tom pushed Juanita over the edge to her death? Yes. Without any proof of foul play, Tom was allowed to return home. All right, so that's another one. That and the Jeep job. That's (laughs) over the cliff. Yeah. Seems to work well. Yes. So far. Ready to be super judgy about someone else's dysfunctional marriage? Oh, gosh. Aren't we all so good at that? We love it. In 1981, Tom and Juanita met at a local camera store in rural northern Michigan in their late teens. Boy, there's a business that doesn't work very well right now. No. They were both passionate about photography. Tom is described as very handsome, athletic, and extremely charming. Juanita was very beautiful and was sweet and personable, but it was their strong religious faith that really brought them together. I think that's why he said he was trying to protect her from seeming like she had committed suicide because of their strong religious faith. Right. Mm -hmm. Less than a year after graduating from high school and after dating for two years, 19-year-old Juanita discovered she was pregnant. Ooh, <gasps> 19. Gosh. Ooh, shame, shame, shame. I was just trying to get my car to run right at 19. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Oh, well. Right, but they were very religious. 
That's true. And then she got pregnant out of wedlock. So, right. you know, Nothing. who cares, yeah. right? Well, that's good enough reason for any to get married, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A few months later, Tom and Juanita were married. The couple decided to take their love of photography and hiking on their honeymoon, deciding that Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore was the perfect location. To take a picture. It does look like a beautiful area. It really does. I'm going to show you pictures. It spans 42 miles along the shore of Lake Superior. It gets its name from the 15 miles of colorful sandstone cliffs that in some places are as high as 200 feet above the lake level. Some of the cliffs have been naturally sculpted into caves, arches, human profiles, and formations resembling castle turrets, hence the name Miner's Castle. That actually sounds awesome. It I really is, would like to see that. It's really cool. So at this Miner's Castle area, they actually had two turrets. So that's why it was called Castle Turrets. Yes. Okay. Or Miner's Castle. And in 2006, one of those turrets fell. Oh. And they got it on video. It just collapsed. So now there's only one. Huh. Can you imagine seeing that, like being out on a boat fishing, and then all of a sudden you hear this cracking and you see this humongous rock formation just fall? Yeah. Yeah. And all the people nuts. standing on it. No. No, out. I don't think you can stand on it. Oh, okay. I think you just go to these outlooks where you can see stuff like that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Or you go by in your boat. That's what we need to do then. We need the boat ride tour. Then they do. Do they have a cruise? Yeah, they have boat rides around Lake Superior. All right. I wonder if they have a cruise around Lake Superior. I'm sure they do. That thing is ginormous. Yeah. In 1966, Pictured Rocks was designated the first national lakeshore in the United States. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? So it's not a national park because it's not a park. It's a lakeshore. It's just a... A, yeah. Just an area. And so I think there's four other lake national lakeshores in the United States. Okay. Don't ask me what they are. I, I apologize. I did look them up, but I can't remember. Okay. After the honeymoon, Tom and Juanita moved to Tom's hometown of Cadillac, Michigan. And Juanita gives birth to their first child, a little girl. Over the next five years, Juanita and Tom have two more kids, three children in all. After they were married, Tom had accepted a job building and repairing boats. He was good at it and really liked his job. After all the kids were in school, Juanita is offered the job as the principal's secretary. And she accepts it. Cool. So she's working at her kid's school. The Richardsons are also extremely active in their local church. Tom teaches Sunday school and Juanita sings in the choir. The couple are living the American dream, right? Absolutely, they are. Nope. No. (laughs) Tom's a big old penis and a humongous flirt. (laughs) Nobody's going to like Tom after this one. Sounds like we shouldn't. No. He would check out other women in front of Juanita and whoever else was around. What? He would just like say things about women. What a pile of crap. He would also comment about other women and what they must be like in bed. Mm -hmm. Gross, right? Tom also enjoyed criticizing Juanita about her body and appearance and her lack of prowess in the bedroom. Prowess? Yeah. He says that she could not satisfy his sexual needs. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Prowess is the right word, right? She should have agreed and been like, 
yes, that's why I'm leaving you. Yeah, you that's why we are getting a divorce. Of crap. I just called him a penis. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But then that gives negative connotation to penises. That's true. That's absolutely true. That's right. not fair. Butthead. We need. He's a butthead. Yeah. And he would laugh about it. They would both laugh about it like it was a big old joke. Laugh about him looking at other women? Yeah. I wonder what she's like. Yeah. So Juanita, you know, would uncomfortably laugh about it to kind of make it seem like she was in on the joke. Or when he would criticize her, she'd be like, oh, stop it, Tom. All right. And then she would say, well, that's just Tom when her friends would try to talk to her about it. No. And laugh it off. Yeah, no, no, that that's not just Tom. That's Tom being a big butthead. Yeah. And you should punch him in the face and kick him in the nards and then walk away. Mm-hmm. But then there's kids. There's kids. So it's complicated. Yes. It's not that simple to just walk away in her mind. It's true. His coworkers also talked about how whenever a pretty young thing would walk into the boat factory, he would act like a jackass, trying to be noticed and openly flirting with these women. Wow. Mm-hmm. Around the 16th year of marriage, which is us. <laughs> so they're, let's see, so 19, oh, so they're still super young, even after 16 years. Yeah, they're young. They're All in right. their late 30s. So he's still after in his 16. prime. Sexual prime. Right. Not like me. <laughs> All old, falling apart. All old and decrepit. Knee pain, back pain. Only can do it with the cowgirl pose. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any pain. <laughs> Not yet. All right. In the 16th year of marriage, Tom started spending less and less time at home. Oh, red flag. Good. He sounds like a jerk. Sometimes staying away for two to three days. Juanita would get in her car and drive around looking for him and try to figure out who he was seeing behind her back. But Tom would never admit to an affair, nor could Juanita actually prove it. Oh, stop. I had a leg cramp. (laughs) You're just saying you're not old and you have a leg cramp? I squeezed my leg (laughs) and I just got, okay, there it goes. Do you need to get up and walk around? No, no, no. I had to stretch right the, the back here. See, this will be funny on YouTube. Oh, my gosh. All right. So Juanita couldn't actually prove it. She never could find him. Let's see. Tom and Juanita separate. Juanita is shouldering a lot of the blame onto herself. Why? If only she was thinner. No. If only she could satisfy Tom sexually. No. Juanita becoming more anxious and depressed. That is so Uh, sad. When your husband cheats on you, it's not about you. It's not. No, it's not. It's him. It's all him. So stop taking the blame. Stop putting it on yourself. Unless you are a horrible hag who has hair growing out of, you know. Some guys are into that. I know. I didn't want to offend anybody because I have hair on my chin. But. (laughs) (laughs) Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. It's not you. Stop taking the blame for your spouse cheating. Tom got to live the bachelor life. He rented a room from a friend and even admitted to that friend that he was having an affair and that he was in love with this new side piece. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Don't they have three kids? They do have three kids. Okay, so he is having a would, should 
have to be working his butt off mm-hmm. because now they're trying to support two separate households instead of one. Right. And he's got to pay child support and right. unless he has the kids with him, which it's kind of hard to have the side piece if you have three kids in your. And he's renting a room. Room. Right. right. A room. Yeah. So Juanita is raising the children by herself, basically. And he gets to run around and spend money on his new little piece. No, no. Because right. if she has basically full custody. Mm hmm then he has to pay all that child support. Right, but they were just separated, so it well, wasn't... She, see, d- yeah. folks don't do that. <laughs> if he's a piece of crap, just friggin' divorce him, take yeah. him for all he's worth. Yeah. If he's a piece of crap, if he's not, please don't do that. With newfound freedom, he started dating this woman out in the open. One night, Juanita drove by this woman's house and Tom's car was parked in the driveway. This confirmed Juanita's suspicions. But as we all know, all good things must come to an end, and the sexy side piece lost interest in Tom and broke off the affair. Poor Tom was heartbroken and went crawling back to Juanita. And guess what happened? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She took him back. Oh, God. I know. I know. Sweet Juanita. Why? Why'd you take him back? All Tom had to do was get up in front of their church one Sunday and confess his adulterous ways and his sin was forgiven. That's a load of crap. By the congregation and his family. And Juanita agreed to work on their marriage. So he moved back in. She should have Lorena Bobbitted him. (laughs) We need to do Lorena Bobbitt for sure. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to set you up. Yeah. Of course, he got a fix, so it didn't matter. But anyway. So I have to make fun of this for a second because it's really funny to me because I read an article with Tom's attorney and a friend of his saying that Tom made the decision to put his family back together and that he was doing what was best for everyone by going back. The only reason this fool went back to Juanita was because his girlfriend dumped his stupid butt. That's it. That's the only reason he went back. Yeah. So to say that Tom went back on his own because he felt bad and wanted to put his family back together is a load of bull crap. Yes. Thank you. Amen, sister. Thank you. That really made me so mad when I was reading that. Ugh. By the year 2000, Tom is living back in the home with Juanita and their three children. They chalk up his affair to Tom having a midlife crisis in his late 30s. Yeah. Not midlife. No, unless he dies at 60. Well, okay, maybe it is midlife for him, but that's not considered. When we say midlife crisis, it's really- um, Like your 50s. Last quarter. Oh, okay. <laughs> like your second 70s? <laughs> You're into your second half, so to uh, speak, which maybe for him that's accurate. Yeah, so instead of, of um, Tom putting his wiener into another bun- Tom buys a black Corvette and calls it uh, his midlife crisis uh, car. Of course he does. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so dumb. What's with the Corvette? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't like Corvettes. I think it falls too much into that into that box. It is a stereotype. It's very much a stereotype. So why would anybody want to buy a Corvette now? Because they're badass cars. And they, they are fall, they badass. Fast and right. They're, but they're cool. get, get okay. a hot rod. Yes, get a hot rod. Get a rat rod. 
Yes. That pisses people off. And more panties drop over a rat rod than drop over a Corvette. I'm just saying. Seriously? I think so. I'm just saying. Maybe we okay. should do another factoid about that. I'm selling my black Corvette right now. You I'm don't have get... a black Corvette. You no. have. Jeez. Daniel has a very sexy. That I don't have time to work on because we're. Hot rod. Daniel has a very sexy hot rod. Yeah. I know, but that was one of the things that attracted me to you was your hot rod. And you had indoor plumbing. No, you had an <laughs> indoor laundry room. <laughs> he has indoor plumbing and everything. <laughs> no, it was indoor laundry room. I couldn't get the word out. <laughs> All right. Soon after, Tom loses his job due to to downsizing. So that car purchase was pretty stupid. Stupid. Mm-hmm. But the business didn't take long to start picking up again. But Tom was not asked to come back. <laughs> Heck I no. I'm sure it was a personality issue because he seemed like a big turd. No, it's mm-hmm. a sexual harassment liability. <gasps> oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay, these guys, this this stereotype, this dude right here, they are the ones that businesses are in fear of because yeah. a sexual harassment lawsuit can ruin a small business, especially. Definitely. Big businesses can just be like, Oh, yeah, you're fired immediately. But a small business, which, I mean, they still get sued, but they can absorb it. A small business can't handle a giant lawsuit. Wow. So if you have some schmuck in there that's grabbing every girl's butt that comes in and saying stuff to her, and some girls will take it, but at some point, it's going to go sideways. Okay. Yep. You're probably spot on. But Tom did get hired on as a driver for FedEx at night. Ooh, that's creepy. A nighttime driver. Why is that creepy? I don't know. Sometimes that's all you can get, and then you got to work your way up to the daytime shift. Him being a nighttime driver. Yes, it did not do. Is what I meant to say. Not that I love FedEx drivers that show up at midnight because I do. I love you guys so much because we are consumer society. We are, and we need to consume things at midnight. (sighs) We do. Around this time, rumors began circulating about Juanita having an affair with her boss, the principal of the local school. Good. There was absolutely no proof of this, but it made for good gossip up until the principal moved away. Ah. Mm-hmm. There's no proof of this, but Tom liked to throw this out there. Okay. In 2001, about 18 years into their marriage, the couple bought a piece of property nestled in the mountains and began construction of their dream home, a large modern cabin. That is not cheap. Okay, where the hell is all this money coming from? Ding, ding, ding. Where is this money coming from? But before the new home is completed, their current home burns to the ground, leaving them with nothing. Don't they have insurance? I don't know. I assume they were left with nothing because I'll get into it. All right. It took around three years for them to finish the log cabin. And by the time the last nail was pounded in, the couple was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. The added financial stress did nothing to help the couple's relationship. And by the 23rd year of their marriage, Juanita was telling friends and family that she was leaving Tom. She was peacing out. So this would probably be an interesting factoid. Mm-hmm. So I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it. I, I'm pretty confident that one of the worst things you can do for a struggling marriage yes. is build your dream home together. Yes. Because ultimately what happens is you make that the thing that holds you together. And then once it's done, 
All you have is a big ass house that you don't know what to do with that costs you 50% more than you thought it was going to cost. Right. And you still have a struggling marriage. And you're sharing the space with someone who you do not like. Right. But as long as it's under construction, it's like it distracts you. You can dream. Right. You the can dream, dream is together. still alive as long as it's not finished. Yes. It's yes. like the Winchester Mystery House. <gasps> so oh. as long as something is being done, then it's always the dream is always still under construction. The dream is still alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I don't get this financially. Like early 2000s. He doesn't sound like he has consistent income. Not for a little while. He didn't. And he sounds like the kind of guy that if he did have any money saved up, he'd immediately just piss it away. Yes. I believe that was very much Tom. Okay. But Gotcha. Yeah. All right. But all that changed when one day Juanita found a small lump in her breast. Oh. The entire world stopped and Tom came right up alongside Juanita and the couple grew close once more. Oh, okay. The separation was put on hold. A biopsy was done on the mass and soon Juanita and Tom were told that the lump was not cancerous. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were overjoyed. Okay, it's a bonus lump. Yeah. All right. <laughs> My, the cancer scare had brought Tom and Juanita back together and they decided to work on their marriage once more. Since now they were empty nesters with all three kids out of the house, they could once again focus on their relationship and rekindle that spark that had long since faded. Hmm. And they could pick up their old passion for photography. Ah. Yes, so it's something they could do together. Instead of golfing or tennis or starting a podcast, they decided to pick up photography again. Do you know why it's also good to be into photography up in that area of the country? As a sexual? Yes. No. No. <laughs> what? Bigfoot. 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 It's if, oh, if, is Bigfoot in Michigan? I don't know. But I would guess that out in the middle of nowhere, especially up there in the cold north. There's something? That has to be where it is. Okay. What, but Daniel. What? Do you believe in Bigfoot? No. <laughs> no, but that doesn't stop someone from dressing up as Bigfoot and running through the woods. That would be you. But then you would you would get shot. <laughs> you get shot at. <laughs> that show, Finding Bigfoot. Oh, that was fun. Do you remember the the one dude, the big guy? Yeah, the and they big always, guy. So they use him as their closest relative mm-hmm. figure to a Bigfoot so that yeah. they could try and reenact That's right. size. Wasn't and his name like Billy Bob or Jim Bob or it, I don't think it was like even that. that. <laughs> it was really interesting name. But yeah. Well, Northern California is pretty big in Washington for Sasquatch Bigfoot. Yeah, but- it's because of all the drugs and stuff, and so people see stuff that's not even there. <laughs> oh, boy. Choosing to go on a second honeymoon of sorts to pictured rocks. So they wanted to go choose a place to go to where they could take pictures and hike. So they thought, hey, let's go on a second honeymoon to pictured rocks. They relived their honeymoon yep. back in the original spot. Right. Gotcha. But before they left, Tom made sure that all their wills and life insurance plans were in order. You know, just in case something happened on their trip. You wouldn't even be the slightest bit. um, Oh, yeah. Especially because he was adamant about these things being in place before they left. Even trying to get a lawyer to come in on a Saturday to notarize everything and to fill out everything because he was 
adamant about them having yeah. everything in place before they That's left on this trip. That's not just the slightest. That is premeditation. You're me you wouldn't have the slightest bit of suspicion in the back of your mind? Well, now I would. See? We are saving lives with this podcast. Especially mine. <laughs> if your spouse wants to take you on a long hike and no one else is going with you, and he wants an emergency last minute will change with lawyers, he's premeditating tell him you're on something. Your period. <laughs> tell him you can't go hiking because you're tell on your you're period, on period and, and there's bears. And you have diarrhea. <laughs> and, and Bigfoot. If we're going hiking, you're hiking separately and armed. <laughs> No, just don't go. Just don't go. It was determined that when Juanita fell 140 feet from the cliff, it was the equivalent of falling off a 14-story building, and she was traveling at 45 miles per hour. That's not good. Can you just imagine the trauma that that does to a human body? No. No. I mean, yeah, I guess. And the fear. Oh my gosh, this poor woman falling. She knew what was happening. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mm, That just made my heart just burst in my chest. Okay. Given that height, Juanita's organs would have exploded. Bones would have broken and massive internal bleeding would have happened at impact. Absolutely. Yes. I did Google what happens to a body upon impact when falling from 14 stories, and I read an explanation from a funeral director. He stated that the body will most likely stay intact, but it is an intact bag of smashed bits. Right. But usually the head and torso kind of explode. Like, it's not pretty, obviously. No. But sometimes the head does not explode, but most of the time it does. So there is blood involved and matter involved around this area. Ultimately, you won't be alive. No. Gotcha. Okay. That's the key Mm -mm. key point here. Yes. The only strange piece of evidence that was found on Juanita's body was a double bruise found on her thigh. Ooh. It could have happened during the fall, but her body did not appear to hit anything other than the hard shore. Because there was zero outcrops or ledged hangings off of the side. Huh. It was just completely straight down. Do you remember that one that we did, the cliff, um, cliffs in New Jersey? Yes. Yes. And she ping-ponged through the trees when she fell. Right. Or when her husband pushed her, bastard. Right. And um, she ping-ponged and hit a ledge and everything. Like she, oh God, that poor, that poor, poor woman. Need to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, and that's the one where the two most top, what would you call them? Forensic, Forensic experts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pathologists. Yes. Didn't agree. No, they had two different versions of what had happened. Both absolutely in the top of their fields, and they could not agree as to the actual, what right. actually happened. One believed that she had just fallen, and the other one believed that she had been pushed. Yep, and they both had very supportive evidence mm-hmm. to their theory. That was fascinating. But they could not agree as to which one was correct. Mm-hmm. A few days after Juanita's death, a funeral was held at their family church. Tom was the grieving widow, filled with tears and uncontrollable sobbing. He even stood during the service and walked up to the photo of a smiling Juanita and began caressing her cheek and crying. Like mm-hmm. caressing the cheek of a picture. Right. Like he was petting the picture and crying. Wow. Yes. He put on quite a show. Juanita's family was not buying the weary widow routine. 
They had a gut feeling that Tom was involved in the death of their daughter and sister. The family just needed to help the investigators prove it because the investigators truly thought that he had done something. Sure. Investigators started by interviewing Tom and Juanita's friends and family. Most did not have very nice things to say about Tom or the marriage. Tom was a cheater and was constantly putting Juanita down about her appearance and lack of adult aerobics in front of people. Like he would just openly say this, you guys. Oh, people like that need to be punched in the face. Yeah. Tom would openly flirt with other women and make crude comments. He would emotionally and verbally abuse Juanita. But Tom would also say that he was against divorce. <laughs> he well, was that's highly against stupid divorce. Because then he's not making grounds for staying married. By doing that. But yeah. So. Yeah. But he would openly tell people, no, I don't believe in divorce. And oh, but he believes in cheating. But he doesn't believe so he in divorce. So he liked the control of being able to abuse her. Yes. And then make and then telling her, oh, we mm-hmm. can't get divorced. Right. This is sad. The couple's children spoke very highly of their parents' marriage, stating that they never saw anything out of the ordinary and that Tom's words were just playful chatter. Nothing mean. Just a normal marriage. But when you are raised in such such dysfunction. That's normal. That's normal yeah. to you. Yeah. That is, and everybody else is weird. If you've been raised in right. such dysfunctional yeah. no, it's and not toxic the kid, chaos. It's not the kid's fault. They, oh, no. They don't have anything to compare it to. No. And that's what is so sad. Yeah. They also investigated the couple's finances and found that they were $235,000 in debt, but that Tom and Juanita had recently taken out four life insurance policies on her. The total payout from those policies were $243,000. Guess who the only beneficiary was? Tom. Tom. Yeah. yeah. If they have two thirty five in debt, uh-huh. and they only have policies that cover two forty three, right? That's not much left over. No. Yeah, that's unusual. Normally, guys are statistically more likely to die. Yeah, so before you have- women, and so if anything, you actually want you want more life insurance on me than yes. you. Yes. Especially if you're Let's in your earnings year. You know, or your earnings life, portion of your life. Right. You can't talk. I know. I'm having a hard time talking this time, too. <laughs> it was also brought to the investigator's attention that Tom had possibly been having an affair with a woman who worked at a store along his FedEx route. It was either store a store or a restaurant. I couldn't find out really what it was. So now enter Kelly. Or he entered Kelly. <laughs> right. I'm not going to say Kelly's last name. You can look it up. I just, I don't know. I'm tired of throwing people under the bus. Clarkson. (laughs) No. Kelly adamantly denies an affair and told police that they were just close prayer friends. Oh, (laughs) Who chatted on. I'm sorry. I can't stand that. (laughs) Who chatted on the phone every night while they were both working their night shifts. They would talk about the Bible and scripture. But in the span of 10 months, they had chatted almost 400 times. Yeah, there's no such thing. Tom even buying Kelly a pair of very expensive earrings the Christmas before Juanita's death. All right. if she Friend if, earrings. Those are friend earrings. Sure. Uh-huh. All right. If you're going to sit there and wrap yourself in the Bible, mm. you can't then have an, even an emotional affair Mm-mm. because she knows better. So- 
what a hypocrite she is. What a horrible Christian she is. If mm. she can sit there and go, we're praying together. Like, you're worse than someone. You may as well. Oh, anyway. I know. Um, yeah. See, now it's I'm very annoyed. frustrating. I know. Of it is. I know. But if they were in so much debt, why in the world did he buy her expensive earrings? Why didn't he get Just off saying. his lazy ass and work harder <laughs> like the rest of us have to do and start paying off his debt? And sell your damn car. Of course. Sell everything. Although Tom did let Kelly believe that the lump in Juanita's breast was cancer and that she only had a few months to live. This is what Tom told Kelly. Then she should have told him to go spend time with his dying wife. Right. Every minute possible. Well, what was convenient was Kelly had recently told Tom her requirements in a lifelong mate. Oh, good. What were those? Okay, so her requirements were, number one, he had to have a deep relationship with God. Number two, he was absolutely not to be a smoker or a drinker of spirits. And number three, he must not have a living ex-spouse of any kind. That is a very bizarre short list. Absolutely. How about that he shouldn't be a giant steaming pile of crap? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, whatever. Okay. So then Tom responded, well, Juanita's sick, and when she dies, will you wait for me? <laughs> Kelly answered, yeah. Oh, of course. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, actually, that works out well for us. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds go. like something a friend would say, right? So she's basically saying, yes, when your wife dies, I'll be here for you. But she's saying she says that. But as a hurry friend. up. Hurry up. Right. Don't try and help her get well. Yeah. Even though she wasn't dying of cancer. Investigators did get their hands on Tom's cell phone records from that trip to pictured rocks. They found that Tom had called Kelly from his second honeymoon the night before Juanita's death. They spoke for 13 minutes. Kelly says they spoke about nothing. For 13 minutes? Okay, he's he's out there on his alleged second honeymoon. Right. Right. And he calls a different woman and mm-hmm. has a fairly long conversation with her. Right. We don't even talk for 13 minutes on the phone. You don't like talking on the phone. Oh, I hate to talking me. on the phone. You no, sound not annoyed. just to you, to everybody. I don't like talking on the phone. Yeah. Babe, I talk to you way more than anybody else on the phone. Right. So it's not saying much. <laughs> you know what's sick, though? This is really sick. Oh, no. The day not. after the funeral, Tom stopped by Kelly's house with a plant from Juanita's memorial service. Here, take this plant from my wife's so, wait, funeral. So he, so he grabbed the decorations and brought her some? Yeah. Brought it to Kelly. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being such a great friend. Here's a plant to so, go along with those earrings. So he went to like cash in on on her promise like okay all right i know i now no longer have any living spouses kelly broke off their friendship soon after due to tom's aggressive behavior and showing up to her residence unannounced yeah because he's a freak because he's a psycho oh yeah because i'm sure he was betting on her being with him after his wife died He's like, oh, I got one in the wings. Did All right, let's go. Betting or betting? Betting. Oh, betting. Is- oh, but betting too. He wanted to yeah. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better, better. Because she said they weren't, but I bet they were. I don't know. And only one month after Juanita died, Tom was asking friends to set him up on dates. He has friends? 
Some friends. I wouldn't be his friend after that. No way. With enough circumstantial evidence, Tom Richardson was arrested on February 6, 2007, for the first-degree murder of his wife, Juanita Richardson. First degree means they believed Juanita's death was premeditated. Yes. Mm -hmm. In the spring of 2008, Tom went on trial. The prosecution's case was built on the inconsistencies of the four different accounts of what Tom had said happened on that cliff. I'm just going to refresh your memory a little bit. Okay, okay good. With these four different Thank accounts. You. Account number one, Tom told the park officer that he did not know where his wife was. He had gone back to the spot overlooking Lake Superior and Juanita was gone. Tom then ran back to the visitor center saying that Juanita was unaccounted for. Okay. Account number two, Tom had crawled to the edge of the cliff and saw Juanita lying on the shoreline after he'd returned from, you know, pooping his pants. Gotcha. Yes. Account number three, Tom had been walking to the spot after returning from the restroom and Juanita made eye contact with him and jumped over the edge. So committing suicide. Yeah. Account number four, Tom had seen Juanita fall over the edge. A horrific accidental death. Those were the four accounts. Four completely different things. Exactly. Not even similar at all. No. The defense claimed that Tom had been suffering from shock and trauma and that due to a mental blocking, he was only able to recall the true details of what happened hours later. Tom also claimed to have memory loss due to a workplace injury that no one had ever heard about or knew anything of. Well, that's convenient. Right. Tom said the final version of events was his true statement, the one where Juanita accidentally fell over the cliff. The jury was then told about the life insurance policies and how convenient it was that they owed $235,000 and the payout from her life insurance would be $243,000, which leaves only $8,000 left over. That's nothing. Uh uh And how desperate Tom was for Juanita to have a will just a few days before they left on their trip. Kelly actually testified for the prosecution, but she was only there under a subpoena. Oh, I bet. (laughs) She didn't want to talk. Yeah. She claimed once more that they never had a sexual affair. They never even kissed or held hands. They were what she called during the trial prayer pals. Mm-hmm. Is is that a thing? I gotta ask some people that. Say, I don't know. Have you heard? I've never of heard a, of that. Oops. Of a married couple who then have a friendship outside of marriage, mm. right? It's not like um, we're friends with another couple. It's you having a separate single friendship with an opposite sex. Yes. And then you call that prayer pals. Prayer pals. Yeah, their relationship was a bit fishy. To say the least. <laughs> you know yeah. what? You, you know what would make a great, you know, there's like Tinder. Oh, yeah. If you did like a religious sleeping on the side, I'd call it prayer pals. <laughs> sleeping, sleeping together with somebody else on the side. On you the call side, it but pals. still claiming to be like, I'm a right. Christian or I'm And religious. that would work as an app. Because then your your spouse yeah. wouldn't know that this was like a when, dating site. When it's actually a hookup app. Right. It would just look like you're trying to find <laughs> prayer pals. <laughs> find pals to pray with. Oh Lord. Woo! Right. TM. Trademark. Okay, this is the prosecution's theory that they used in the trial. A total of eleven photos were taken that morning. 
because they were there to take photos. Sure. Okay. The last photo was of Tom sitting on a grassy patch of ground on the cliff where Juanita had fallen. After the last photo was taken, prosecutors believe that Tom must have choked the victim to the point of unconsciousness and then dropped her over the edge or used some implement to knock her over the edge. Hence the weird double bruises on her thigh. You don't think like he goes, hey, I'm going to take your picture. No, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay, wait. According to the autopsy, she did not have bruising around her neck. I'm assuming there would be physical evidence of a manual strangulation. Sure. Even if her head exploded. Right. I think there I guess. would. I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't there be evidence of someone choking another human being? Because it, it messes up your larynx and every. I guess it depends on the condition of the body. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I put, but maybe her body was so badly broken that there was no way of seeing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I answered my own question. I think it's more plausible theory that he had somehow gotten Juanita near the edge to take a photo of her and just pushed her over. Yes. That's my theory. Yes. That would be my theory, too. Okay. See, we're on the same Back up a little bit more. Just a little bit. Yeah. Can you take one more step back? Honey, I'm really close to the edge. No, no, no. No, you're fine. Oh, I got to get this just right. I want to get that tree in the background. Instead of infinity pool, we're going to call this infinity edge. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. yeah. We do need to talk about this last photo that was taken. Maybe I'm not understanding what I've been reading because Tom claims that they made it to the spot at around 1030 a.m. And that after a couple minutes, he got the diarrheas and hauled butt back to the visitor center. That photo was time stamped at 1055 a.m., which means she was killed after 1055 Could Tom have never even gone to the bathroom and the first time he entered the visitor center was to report his wife missing? There were no cameras at this time and there was nobody there that could um, say whether or not they saw him go into this bathroom. But how could he know that no one saw? True. So wouldn't he want to go through the motions just in case? You would think so, but he said four different accounts of what happened to his wife. I don't think he was the sharpest tool in the shed. That's true. Or had he gone to the bathroom after 1030 a.m. And when he returned, Juanita immediately took that photo of him. And then he pushed her over the edge and ran back to the visitor center because he ran in yelling about Juanita missing just after 11 a.m. So it's only a few minutes had gone by. Right. So from the spot on the cliffs to the visitor center was about a quarter of a mile hike. On average, it takes 10 to 15 minutes to walk between those two areas. So I'm just trying to... That's assuming... The timestamp on that photo was only gave them a 25-minute window to do all of this. And if he didn't know, is he going to really like rush back? Because he walked all the way down and then walked all the way back and then walked all the way back down again, right? Because he had diarrhea. Right. So he left. (laughs) Yes. That's what he's saying. He had diarrhea, so he left. Right after they got there, within a couple of minutes of getting to that the spot at 1030. The problem with diarrhea <laughs> is if you run, that's going to almost guarantee that you're not going to make it. You're going to poop your pants. But if you walk, mm-hmm. you have more control, but it takes longer. Yeah. So it just builds. And then you're walking and all you're thinking is butt cheeks stay together, butt cheeks stay together. Right. Please, is that a fart or is it going to be more? 
or is it a shirt? <laughs> so, yes, I'm not buying it at all. This is what the defense had to say in their closing arguments. Okay. Tom Richardson was a suspect before they even dragged Juanita's body off the rocks and pulled her into the cold water of Lake Superior. Okay, there were no rocks at the bottom of this cliff, by the way. It was a shoreline. She fell onto a shoreline. And why would they drag her body into the cold water of Lake Superior? They didn't. <laughs> they... That's a weird... Yeah, that's a, really, a weird thing to right. say. It like, is really weird. Like, he's trying to make it dramatic, but there's yeah. no... Uh, this is not evidence. This is nothing. He's saying it all wrong. Of course. Yeah. Okay, but they can, But they can say whatever they want they for their closing remarks because right. they want that to stick into the jury's heads. Right. But as a jury, I'm so analytical. I'd be like, wait a minute. Those pictures yeah. that I saw, there were no rocks. And why would they have dragged her body into the water? They put her body into a body bag and loaded her on a boat. Yeah. 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 Whatever. All right. The way the interrogation was conducted was purposely designed to gather incriminating statements. I'm sorry, but your client incriminated himself. Just by his very existence, he's incriminating. Yes. And by the stupid goatee that he had the entire time. He incriminated himself, not only with his four different accounts of what had happened, but also that stupid goatee that he had. And I can't wait to show you guys pictures. Oh, he definitely he had a goatee. He's guilty then. Yeah. Awful. I'm sorry, but he incriminated himself. The police didn't do anything. So what what this attorney is saying that is that basically law enforcement made a rush to judgment. Ah, uh, they already picked him out as the guy who killed his wife, and then made everything seem or go in that direction. On May thirtieth, two thousand eight, Tom Richardson was found guilty of the first degree murder of his wife Juanita Richardson. He was sentenced to a mandatory life sentence. Wow. Mm -hmm. Tom and Juanita's children still believe that their father is innocent of the murder, that their mother's death was a tragic accident. It has totally split this family apart. Absolutely really? apart. They mm -hmm. really believe that. They believe that. There's not even a little bit of doubt in the back of their minds. Like, yeah, I wonder. They want to believe. Because if he did do it, then they've lost two parents. Exactly. As I mean, they've he, they've lost their dad. He's in prison forever. Yeah. But then mentally you have lost two parents. But you still have something to hold on to if he's innocent. Yeah. It was a horrible accident. It's not his fault. So their life is not a lie. Yeah. No one wants to know that their life is a lie. I totally get that. That's horrible. That's almost worse than the truth True. is the lie is finding out that your whole life your whole existence growing up was a lie. Yes. Which it would be if you agreed with the guilty verdict. Right. All right. I'm going to read to you Tom's official statement that he gave to an NBC reporter after he was convicted. Oh, good. This is okay. his official statement. Okay. All right. He said, this is going to be difficult. It's a hard thing to relive. She said she was going to sit there while I went back to the bathroom. When I came back, she was facing me. Juanita looked at me with a smile. Juanita has a glowing smile. But as she turned, she fell. And the last thing I saw was Juanita's feet flip up in the air as she was going over. And I heard her scream, oh, my God, or oh, dear God. And I heard her scream as she fell down. And that's when I lost my wife. And I have nightmares of that on a regular basis. And then he says, I crawled over to the edge and looked over the edge. And I could see the white of her sweater. 
and I had tears pouring out of my eyes. I'm afraid of heights, so I can't stand on the edge. I had crawled over to the edge, looked over, and backed away, and passed out. So now he passed out. Wait, he passed out? Now he's saying he passed out. Mm Mm-hmm. He passed out. Okay, so she would have to have been standing right on the raggedy edge of the cliff to yeah, then just which go, oops, she, and fall. Yeah, and she was afraid of heights too, says her family. So she would yeah, not have no, been right on the edge. Okay, no. so they get to the spot. He gets that rumbling in his tummy, has to walk back, goes to the bathroom, then walks again back to the spot Sees her there. She falls over. He crawls over, sees her body, backs away, passes out, all in the span of 25 minutes. And wakes up and hikes and back And wakes down up and, and runs back to the visitor And then walks center. back up. That's a lot of exercise. In 25 minutes. That's a lot. Of, he'd have to be jogging up and down. And when did he take that picture? D- Tom never said when that picture was taken, actually. See? Now that I'm thinking of that, he never said... If that picture was taken before or after he went to the bathroom. <gasps> See, they should have they should have um, tried to question him and catch him in a lie on that. Well, I mean, they caught him. I mean, maybe you know, they did. In four um, different accounts. Yeah. I mean, that's lying, basically. Maybe that's some evidence because we're not in the courtroom. So no. we don't see all the evidence that was no. presented. But Mm-mm. maybe that was presented. No. All right. You ready for a fun fact? Uh-huh. <laughs> when yeah. the jury did their initial vote of guilty or innocent in the jury room... It was seven to convict and five who weren't convinced of Tom's guilt. The jurors kept going back to Juanita's autopsy photos and those strange bruises on her thigh. Two male jurors decided to act out their own scenario. One juror kicked the other juror with his foot in the exact area of Juanita's bruises, and with barely any force, he was able to knock the juror playing Juanita off of the spot he had been standing on knocking this juror backwards. Oh, One of the jurors who had been on the fence yelled out, oh my God, that's what happened. After 11 hours of deliberation, all 12 jurors agreed on a guilty verdict. But that was not allowed. They can't act it out? No, because those bruises on her thigh were never entered into evidence as caused by the force of a kick. So they made up their own scenario. Oh. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So you can't do that. Part of that was entered into Tom's appeal. And that's what he was trying to appeal on. But it didn't work because his appeal wasn't granted. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Another fun fact. Tom had two cellmates while awaiting trial. And they both testified that Tom had said that the prosecuting attorney would be the next B-I-T-C-H to go off a cliff. This threat was made before either witness had entered into an agreement with the government to wear a recording device or act at the direction of law enforcement. So what I gather from that is that they had these two guys wearing wires eventually and like working for the the law. So even though he's already guilty, they still wanted to make sure. No, this was before. This was before trial. This was when he was in jail, oh, before gotcha, he was okay. convicted. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, okay. these cellmates came. Oh, I'm sorry. You said awaiting trial. Yeah, okay. while he was awaiting trial, these two cellmates said, hey, this is what this guy is saying. And then law enforcement was like, oh, can you guys wear a wire? <laughs> can you guys wear a wire and we'll try to catch him? Nice. I don't think that happened because I haven't read anything else about it. But okay. I thought that was interesting. 
Yeah. I thought that was really interesting that Tom had said that to two people. Huh. Daniel, what did you think of my case? And do you think Tom is guilty? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he's a he's just a classic piece of crap. And <laughs> narcissist. He yeah, he's a narcissist. He sees his way out is I don't know what this is with the life insurance. Like they always are like, Oh, I have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy, which seems low, but whatever. And that'll be the answer to all his problems. Right. He'll pay off the debt. And then I'll have this this other woman, yeah. his prayer friend. I'll have prayer this, pal. This amazing woman to go to church with. But, it's yeah. Isn't this sad? It's, it's very so sad. sad. The saddest part is the kids too. And oh. the kids, you know, at least claiming it breaks think, my heart. I don't think they really do. I think they say it to save face because it's embarrassing. Maybe. But I don't think they actually believe it. I guarantee you, if you have three kids, one has doubts. At least one differs from the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Significantly. But what do I know? I know. It's just sad. My sources for this case were a handful of articles, because this is a really small case, once again, and some Wikipedia pages about the Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore and their surrounding areas. I learned a lot from my research about this area, so we're going to go there someday. I did come across one of Tom's appeal records, which is always fun. That's always super fun to go through those. Yeah. And there was a television show called Fatal Vows. So that was very entertaining, very entertaining. And I believe there's a Dateline episode as well. Um, I didn't look for it, but um, I'm sure that was probably really good. Yeah. I'm actually going to do a podcast recommendation of the week because I found a new one that I've been binging. I think I told you about this one already. Maybe. Probably Mm -hmm. wasn't listening, but. Probably not. (laughs) I mean, yes, of course. I always listen to everything that you say. Stop. (laughs) It's called. Very Scary People, and it is hosted by my teenage crush, Donnie Wahlberg. Is he a teenager? No, not anymore. He's older than me. No, he was in New Kids on the Block, Donnie Wahlberg. He is Mark Wahlberg's brother. I was going to say, yeah, part of the Wahlberger Wahlberger, uh, franchise. Yes. Anyways, it's hosted by him. He does the narration. You guys, I clicked on this podcast because of the artwork of the logo and I was fangirling immediately because I always read what's what it's about and it said hosted by Donnie Wahlberg and I about lost my mind. So I'm going to read to you what it's about. Okay. In 1974, a mass murder shook the sleepy waterfront town of Amityville, New York. So this is about the Amityville horror. Yeah, I was going to say Amityville mm-hmm. horror. One November night, police found the DeFeo family shot dead, face down in their beds. Only one survived, Ron DeFeo Jr., the eldest son with a troubled past. In this six-part series, host Donnie Wahlberg untangles the dark and complicated story of what happened that night and unearths how these grisly murders sparked an infamous haunted tale. Nice. There's only four episodes so far, and they are so good. And I'm hearing information that I have never heard before about the Amityville case. Please go check it out. It is wonderful. And they have firsthand accounts from people who live in Amityville with interviews and 
it, it's so good. This is done so well. So please go check them out. I'm sure it's blowing up right now. I don't even need to tell our 11 listeners to go do this. Um, it is very graphic. It is extremely graphic. But I have to read you one of the reviews that I saw because this would totally be me. And it says, as a little girl, I would dream about falling asleep with Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> now I get to listen to him while falling asleep. Oh, my gosh. What did I do to deserve this? That is me. 100% me right there. Yep. Wow. So go check it out. Hey, Donnie, that's not creepy at all, is it? Just knowing that there's all these women out there just laying there listening to you in bed. Okay, but do you want to you want to be creeped out a little bit more? Absolutely, I do. Okay, do you know how many people tell me that they fall asleep listening to us? Oh, that's weird. And that Seriously? my voice is very soothing. Mhm. I put people to sleep. Yeah. Mhm. I sleep like a baby. Yeah, not with those factoids though, babes. A sideways reverse cowgirl with a twist? Is that a drink or a position? <laughs> oh, it sounds like a drink. I know. <laughs> Oh. I was just kidding. I I'm don't... thirsty. That would be. <laughs> wow. All right. We should name drinks. That would be so cool. Oh, that'd with, be fun. Uh, with a uh, innuendo. Ooh, like sex on the beach. Yeah, but that's dumb. That that's is like, dumb. Yeah. But if it, Who wants but if to have I sex said, on a beach? If I said reverse cowgirl with a twist, sideways reverse there's cowgirl with a twist. There's probably a shot called that. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I bet there's anyway. a shot. All right. Well, be careful. For marriage is a life sentence. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.